What's going on? We are back for episode two of Socks Talk. Man, I'm recording this. It's about 11.30 on Monday night uh, after game one against the Mets. I don't really know how long this episode will be. I mean, there's not a whole lot. Uh, I feel like that we really need to... I mean, there's not so much... Not a ton of good stuff going for us right now. So, um, on top of that, I want to keep the first episode, uh, first few episodes, kind of short. Uh, you know, not not go go too long. Um, speaking of episodes, the first episode, our first episode was actually released tonight. Um, I wasn't, I guess, fully aware that there would be a. Uh, you know, a, a wait period to be approved for the podcast to go up. Uh, really, the truth is, before uh, the first one was recorded, uh, I was watching the uh, second game against the Orioles, and you know, just went went just started recording and uh, pretty much uploaded. So that's pretty much what's happening uh, before this episode as well. Um, I've had a little bit of time to think about this this game that happened tonight, and really, it's we knew going right into it here. Uh, we knew this this pitching staff wouldn't be a whole whole lot to uh, you know really look at and say you know I I trust all these guys that have shut down innings uh, starters you know. A whole lot of people we don't really know have never seen pitch before. So it's it's a toss-up. We knew the pitching wasn't going to be great. Um, Osage tonight gives up the home run. I mean, that was a mistake pitch, uh, obviously. it's I really didn't think it was the end of the world. Um, I mean, it happens. It sucks. The Red Sox, again, giving up runs in the beginning of the game. Uh, which is obviously killer for us with this offense that's not going great. Uh, we'll get into that. But, you know, it, it happens. He's a young guy. Um, you, you know, Red Sox debut, I'm sure there's some nerves. Um, gives up the the home run, and he only goes two innings. Uh, and then we have, uh, I believe it was Springs. Uh came in after him and, and he he wasn't bad again a uh, couple mistakes the the first one was a mistake pitch um second one he just did the didn't get the ball out far enough he, he made a bad pitch and this is the big leagues it doesn't matter uh who you're playing we're seeing the Orioles hurt us the first place Orioles um at least going into today uh these tonight's games so I mean, not really catching a break, but also we gotta we gotta be better. Really have to start making pitches, go out there, and I it's the big thing I'm seeing from these guys. I mean, the young guys, and uh, really not going out and 
and just really attacking these guys. It's the confidence does not seem there. And I mean, I could be wrong because uh, we did have Godley come in seven strikeouts through four innings, no hits. I mean, the rest of the bullpen, starting with Hembry, you know, came in uh, for that two thirds of an inning when a strikeout. Uh, Valdez cleaned it up, strikeout, and uh, did give up the hit with uh, two outs. Of course, right? All we do is give up two-out hits and can't get two-out hits up at the plate. But, you know, 2020 Red Sox. So, uh, you know, I would call it a pattern, but maybe this is uh, who we are after this uh, Baltimore series. So, I other than, you know, I guess the bright spot is the rest of the, the guys uh, – came in after Springs and shut it down, uh, did a good job. Godly, I mean, after these four innings, you gotta, you got to put him in the starting rotation, uh, I, if you can even call it that. I mean, we only have two or three starters, uh, really, and then we're doing bullpen games, and it's a mess. So uh, I, I expect to see him out there, and we'll see what goes goes from there. Um I guess the big thing is the offense. I mean, again, I don't know how long this podcast will run, but uh, man, I the offense. What what's going on? I mean, Ben Attendee, and please feel free to tweet at me or anything. Uh, Socks Talk Three on Twitter. Uh, by the way, shameless plug. Uh, Ben Attendee, and maybe, do you guys agree? I mean, he looks uncomfortable. Absolutely uncomfortable. It's it's painful to watch, and, it, and it's just as painful to watch. I've been in situations like this, too. I'm sure a lot of uh, middle of the lineup uh, guys have playing or whatever, uh, coming up when your team isn't hitting well and maybe you're hitting well maybe you're not but you're coming up and it's one out every single time two outs you got no one on you get a base hit no one's even moving you to second third base you're stuck and that is oh is i mean it's it's only a 60 game season and you don't want to be slumping in the beginning but man the you got to figure something out. I mean, JD coming up one one out every single time. And it's not because Ben Attendee is uh striking out. It's not it's not because uh you know, he did have the bunt for a hit, which I thought was good for him. Um but it's it's more or less at the even the bottom of the order. I mean, Peraza uh I don't know if he had a hit tonight. Uh, he had one hit tonight, and you know it's okay. But you know he, I believe tonight he was one for four. I don't think he had a hit yesterday. Uh, Jackie, Jackie had a couple hits tonight, um, or one hit tonight. He got on, but the big thing is it's even though Benintendi's making outs, he has no one on previously. You know you can't even get. Uh, either Jackie or 
uh, Peraza gets on and you have one out or two outs, but maybe a guy on second base with JD, you got nothing. And that is, uh, listen, if this is how it's going to go all year, do not expect JD to be back. Don't, don't expect it. Oh, I'd love to stay in Boston, J, JD says. I would love to stay in Boston, but I got nothing. You're hitting me in the two spot. Yeah, maybe you're seeing some fastballs, but, you know, he's not protected by Devers, and he's not protecting Devers because Devers can hit water if he fell out of a boat right now. Watching him take is swinging over, hang like not hanging, but change ups that are up in the zone, almost right down the middle. It's it's so tough to watch these guys. Um, back to Ben Attendi, I mean, that bunt for him to lead off, I thought that was really good. Sometimes that's what you need. It's just you know you come up, and the score scorecard says you know one for four tonight, but. He has that one hit, and it may be a bunt, but it says he has a base hit. So sometimes that's what you need as a player to uh, get you turned around and start getting going good. But, man, who who knows? It could have just been lucky because his other at-bats just didn't look good. I know in his, I believe it was his third at-bat. Man, looking at the numbers, he's hitting 071 right now. Uh but I think I believe it was his third at bat. Maybe it was his fourth at bat. Uh, he had a a pitch. I think it was a, a cutter or a slider that didn't really do much. That was just down and in. And of course, Ben Attendee with that that beautiful swing. I love his uh, swing on the left side. Beautiful when he's uh, going good with it, not missing balls. But it's a pitch you usually see him drive, and he's you know. He does maybe have that shift on, but it gets a little blooper behind uh, second and uh, first in that little, you know, that little triangle right there. He's hitting the ball up the middle, uh, maybe shooting the right center gap. But it's a ball you're usually seeing, or he hits a home run. I mean, that's that's his that's his hot spot right there. And you know, just watching him take the swing, and he ends up fouling the ball, he just fists it off, maybe it was almost, uh, he could have hoped for it to be fair, but it was going down the left field line, ends up being a foul ball, and not a hard hit ball at all, just really, uh, you know, sometimes they fall in, take it however you can get it, a little hit, but, you know, that's that's the big sign to me that it's something, something's off. The timing isn't there. I mean, obviously, he's late. He doesn't, you know, if it starts from his timing, not really having, uh, you know, a whole lot of confidence with that, that, that leads into other things. And, of course, baseball is a sport. you got to be in a groove and you got to, you know, really be, be in the game, feeling the game, being a part of it. And I'm not saying he's not or he's not paying attention or anything like that. I'm just saying when even your timing's off and you're not in that groove, it's very easy to be second-guessing yourself, you know. I mean, Waka's change-up tonight was very good, but it's it's a factor for sure. And he's going up there looking at fastballs, looking at change-ups. And, I mean, the ones he's been taking, it just they seem like he has just not been ready for them and yeah maybe there have some been some uh pitchers pitches in there but 
you know, whole not a whole lot of leeway going for you when you're hitting 071, you know, first hit, I believe, maybe second hit of the season. So, I, it, it's where do we stop here? It's It goes even as far as Devers. You know, one hit, scored a run today, struck out, but he, he again, is another guy that's just, he's not, you know, he's he's not in it yet. I mean, he looked good game one, but, but what's going on? It's, you know, things don't happen by accident. You don't score 13 runs by accident, like in game one, but it's just falling off. It's falling off. I know I'm repeating myself, but I'm... I'm frustrated with these guys. It's I trust them, and I know the offense will come back. It will. It always does, right? That's what you say. And I'm going to keep telling myself, you know, maybe it's good we're starting slow in the beginning. Maybe you can be that team that sneaks in now. But I know it's only been four games, but, you know, we're not we're – not, after this start, we're not thinking let's win the division here. We're we're looking how are we going to be able to contend? I mean, the Rays just beat the Braves. I believe it was like fourteen to five or something today. We got the Blue Jays. We didn't look good against them in exhibition. The exhibition games before the season, granted, it was one in you know six innings in the second one, but right before giving up home runs again. So all of the runs tonight coming off the home run as well, giving up against us. Uh, or that were yeah we gave up so uh Moreland and JD did have both have homers tonight that was good rest of everybody else you know Peraza had one hit uh Jackie one hit and Verdugo a knock so not bad from the bottom of the lineup but of course it's just we're two out hitting is not there JD coming up, he did, uh, I believe it was his fourth at bat, or third, yeah, fourth at bat, comes up two outs, uh, runners on second and third, and that's just that's just a JD sweet spot right there, but I don't think there's something with him just, you know, it, it's when every, it's hard to be the one guy that's going good when everyone else is really struggling. It's really tough, especially the guys around you. You know, it's 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 tough. It's I don't blame JD. I know he's there. It's let's not say JD doesn't work hard. You know, JD's out there with his uh, iPad. And he, he's doing all of his work. He's he he wants to be good. He wants to obviously potentially opting out of the contract after this year. Wants some good numbers uh, so he can go get a bag if he. Uh, doesn't get it by the Red Sox. But, you know, things like that happen. He's not going to get a hit every single time. You know, timely hitting is, is always a good thing, but we, we, we can't get spoiled and expected every single time and, you know, put any pressure like that on. So that's really not where the game was lost. Of course, it was lost in pitching, um, our starting pitching again. So... The ball is flying out of Fenway, but sticking with the offense, the very last thing here, and we'll probably be wrapping it up, uh, keep it short for this one. Like, of course, not a whole lot to say. Um, 
I, of course, have this issue with the lineup. I'm not liking Benny in the one spot. I'm not liking JD in the two spot. I think Peraza's seeing the ball well. He's seeing the ball the best out of everybody. You can debate Mitch Moreland. Uh, you know, he's has two home runs on the year, so he's obviously seeing the ball well. And speaking of him, you know, he's got to start playing every day. It's Chavis. I mean, you need to put the best players out on the field. I know Renicky is, I really care about left, right. Obviously, I would think after, you know, seeing this lineup uh, today, we'll get into Renicky at the end um, before I lose my train of thought. Uh but, you know, Moreland's seen the ball while well, he has two home runs, and you got to keep playing him every single day. you got to be putting the best lineup out on the field. And substituting Chavis in, you know, I like him, and he's got – he can be a threat, but it's year two, and I do believe there's usually a reasonable step back, at least in the beginning, because – they have time to look at you and break it down and see what it... I mean, how many times are we going to continue to watch Chavis swing at fastballs like four inches above the letters here? Pitches that are almost literally at his head. Or swinging over a slider, not even swinging over it. Hitting a pitch that he's looked like he's trying to hit a ball over the monster and the ball is two inches off the plate on a breaking ball. You know, it reminds me of Hanley with that sometimes. But swinging over these breaking balls. But, uh, man, so you got to keep sending Moreland out there. Lefty, righty, I don't care anymore. Uh, it's because you need to start putting numbers up in that win column. Uh, so for me, I think uh, the best thing would be and when I say thing I think the the changes to the lineup if I was able to send out a lineup I think you need that Peraza in the one spot you know he's he's seen the ball well he may he only had one hit tonight I don't think he had a hit uh yesterday yes or he did have no hits yesterday and maybe before uh he didn't play game two I believe but he obviously was four for four uh after the first game he was doing well he's seen the ball because he's hitting the ball he may be hitting the ball at people but I can tell you every single time Peraza is stepping in the box I'm not expecting him to strike out I'm expecting him to make contact and he's going to make hard contact and at least he's going to hit the ball on the line and get the ball out of the infield that's what you need I don't you don't need the fastest guy anymore we're not bunting him over the second guy for a hit that's not how the game works anymore Although, small ball, I'm a fan of it later in the game, big time. Um, plenty of times I would have thought Cora should play small ball instead of letting the bats fly. Um, but not to get sidetracked here. Uh, so, Praz at one. I do trust Benny here. It's Listen, you got to keep Benny. You got to let him have, build, have something to grasp onto. You move him to the two spot. You get a righty-lefty. Nice little break up there. Benny, we saw, I think I said it in the last podcast, or the first podcast, uh, he struggled, and he, meaning Ben Attendee, in the leadoff spot last year as well, uh, when we started the season with him at leadoff and moving Mookie to four or whatever. Uh, imagine, I believe Mike Trout hits first. Mike Trout is just obviously 
not saying Mookie Betts is Mike Trout, but you don't picture him hitting second, third, whatever. Maybe he does. I don't know. Um, he's such a great athlete. I'd want him in the one spot. Anyway, uh, so keep Benny in that two spot and, you know, just, just see what he can do. Maybe he's a little bit more comfortable in that spot, which I think he is. And it, hopefully he gets going good. More changes later, you know. If he keeps struggling. Um, now I think in, in the three spot. You got to be hitting Xander Bogarts. I mean a home run. Of course tonight. Uh, obviously showing that. Hopefully showing that. Uh, that tag or that play in the first inning. With him running. Uh, to third base. Uh, for the tag. To uh, apply that tag. Uh, it seems like he just got the wind knocked out of him. So you know. Hopefully he's okay. Um, seems like he is, of course, with the home run. So after that, I mean, you got to have JD uh, here hitting. I think in the four spot, I, that's that's a place he's he's comfortable. Um, I think that would be really good for him. Uh, of course, right? I very much can picture Peraza getting on, Benny getting him over, Xander with a hit, um, and then you know. JD coming up with some good opportunities to get some runs in. Uh, then, of course, after JD, I would like to see Devers. Oh, hey. Wow. Look at that. Uh, we are post-recording here, and I was just going through the lineup, and I realized that I've got, like, a whole tongue twister uh, going on at between <laughs> Devers and uh, then Moreland's coming up to the plate. Um I just wanted to clarify and just throw in and just give my thoughts saying uh, I think Devers will get going. Uh, he was good in game one. You know, he'll turn it around. Uh, he'll get hot, uh, especially when JD gets hot and Xander starts getting hot. Uh, and then Moreland, uh, I think, you know, Chavis can sometimes go in there, uh, mix it up. But uh, for the most part, uh, the best would probably just be Moreland. He's hitting the ball really well. And, uh, of course, the home run tonight. And then uh, he did hit one uh, before. I believe this is in there uh, as well. So hopefully that clarifies. And I'm actually just going to throw it right in there. So uh, enjoy the rest of the pod. Uh, we would have probably Moreland, I would assume. Uh, and then, yes, if... Chavis gets going, you know, then you can break up the lefty-righty uh, right there. You can put him, uh, I'm thinking Verdugo, uh, Vasquez, of course. I do like my catchers hitting at the bottom of the lineup. I don't think that Vasquez is always good for, you know, guaranteed uh, good number. I mean, he did break out last year a little bit, but... I'm I'm not trusting him, you know, getting base knocks all the time. He does hit moon bombs uh, for home runs, uh, but I'm not trusting him. You know, he's not a big, big on base guy. He's certainly not super quick. Um, so I like him, and then of course Jackie. I love him in the nine spot. Uh, some people are saying, hey, it would be good, you know, maybe have him lead off. Uh, I think that's kind of an old, uh, old school way of thinking. Uh, I need the quick guy, you know, getting on. I, I really think, you know, J Jackie is, he can get hot. Um, 
He's usually in between. He'll get a few hits for you. But, I mean, listen, if he's doing that, he's comfortable in that nine spot. And he becomes always a threat to steal a bag, which, of course, think about it with Peraza, a nice little hit and run. Uh, you know, first and second and third, first and third with Benny coming up. I mean, I can see this Red Sox lineup really does have some potential. Um, which brings me to the very last part of this whole thing, I guess, of this whole this whole rant that's going on. What Ron Renicky? Listen, I know I'm sounding like I'm diving in and I'm hating on the Red Sox right now. I do see the bright spot. Um, I guess we'll we'll save the good for the end. But uh, Ron Renicky, man, after these reviews that were in, I believe there in the past games, there's been two plays that we should have reviewed that we probably would have uh, overturned in our favor, uh, as well as tonight there was one that did get reviewed, but. The biggest issue I'm seeing here is what's going on with this lineup? What's going on with this lineup? I, I He's a big lefty-righty guy, obviously. I mean, <laughs> we're going left-right, 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 it seems, and that, that's it, and it doesn't matter. Um, and substituting these guys in and out, and I'm glad I saw uh, Verdugo uh, play... Uh, again today, uh, I mean, if he keeps hitting the ball, especially against lefties, like I said uh, the last episode, he's going to keep finding himself in that lineup every single day in that same spot. And, right, consistency, consistency. Let's throw out a consistent Red Sox ball club. It's You don't need – the Orioles are showing you right now. You just got your asses hand – let's be real. We won, we scored 13 runs in game one, but we got our asses handed to us in that series. Who thought, myself, I thought this. I don't know what you guys did. Please let me know. I was going in not just expecting or wanting the sweep or expecting the sweep of the Orioles game one. You needed it. You needed to start off on the right foot and get it going. Who would have thought if we won two out of three of the first two games in that Orioles season, Orioles season, Orioles series to start off the year, we won that big game, game one with the 13 runs and then won well, a classic Red Sox score with this lineup um, and the bullpen that, you know, of course, a bullpen that doesn't give up runs if we get so lucky. Um and starting pitching. I can't leave them out because they deserve deserve it just as much. I could picture an 8 to 3, maybe 8 to 4 Red Sox win with this lineup, but consistently, consistently putting up 5, 6 runs, just doing it if getting on base, playing some small ball when you need the runs, going and just just playing the game, setting the tone for the game. Like these pitchers I've said, I believe I said it earlier, Eovaldi goes out and throws a 100 fastball. Here you go to start off game one of this freaking season opener. And you got guys like even pitching well tonight. And I'm not, you know, I don't want to be negative, negative, negative because Godly it was the bright spot of tonight. He did a, a fantastic job and deserves every little bit of credit for it although he does fall off the mound after he 
pitches every single time, throws the ball every single time, and it kind of bothers me because all I can picture, especially with a guy like Cano, which we watched years ago when he was on the Yankees, just, you know, he had the shift on him and he just bunted the ball down the third base line and ends up on second base to start the inning. I can picture a team just he's falling off the mound every time you just put that ball on the third base side and you will be safe every single time at first base. And that bothers me. It's, it's, you know, I don't expect every team to be like the Yankees and not, you know, just not bunt against Schilling like, uh, back in Oh four it's in Yankee stadium. It's I, I expect if that's the Red Sox, if there's a guy doing that, I'm expecting you. Hey, I don't care if this is what he does. You put the ball ball down. Cause I need guys on base and I need to start scoring runs. Um, so I guess whatever with that, but of course he did a great job tonight and, and all the way back to what I was, you know, just, Finally, originally saying before I've went off on this tangent, welcome to my brain, was that he comes in, Godly comes in, and it's I'm seeing you know establish a fastball. I don't care if you only throw 85 miles an hour. I uh, like what's his face? We got Jamie Moyer yesterday on game three. But I don't care if you only throw 85, 87 miles an hour. Say, this is my fastball, and I am, I'm going to locate it, and I'm going to throw it because you have to respect that it's coming. These guys are coming in, not getting first pitch strikes, and throwing, you know, Godly Stone is slider, cutter, and throwing change-ups. Like, yes, okay, good. You're getting them for strikes. Come in and just say fastball, fastball, work off the fastball, which is I'm not, you know, he obviously pitched well. He obviously was doing well. Uh, Of course, no hits, right? And I'm not being trying to be that negative person. That's not going to always work for you. It, It just won't. It's a fact. It will not always work for you. So, you know, he, the, Number one thing is just go in and, and these deep counts. He'll imagine how much better he will be, right? He pitched well, and it's all about getting better. He can get better. Just because he pitched well tonight doesn't mean the same stuff's going to work uh, the next time he comes out. So get better and and learn. Just say, hey, I want to, even if the number one thing is I'm not going to start throwing more fastballs, it's I'm going to start, it's the number one important thing, important thing, just start going out there and getting ahead in the count. And then that opens up so many more things and he will be even better. And then the guys around him will, he's the bright spot. He is the bright spot. And especially moving him potentially to the starting rotation, you're going to need a fastball, dude. You're going to need to throw it. You're going to need to throw it for strikes. And your breaking stuff is going to be the stuff to get outs, not to get strikes. It will be the thing to get outs um, and sneak strikes in there. So uh, that's how I feel about it. But, of course, of course, of course, of course, great job by him tonight coming in, really saving our asses. I mean, uh, of course, we were talking about before 
uh, you know, a couple mistakes uh, in the beginning uh, by our pitching. Um, that, that led by the home run mistake pitches, I mean, and who knows? I mean, the Red Sox do come and score four runs, do leave guys on at second base, third base, left in scoring position, uh, not getting the runs in, but that game could have been a whole lot better and it could have been closer. And if you take away one or two of those mistake pitches, uh, tonight, don't give up the home runs. The game, the game's obviously completely different. So you know we'll see we'll see what happens in the rest of the series. Uh, we you know we then have Toronto, and then the Yankees, which will be our first big big series. And I don't even want to look past that or get to that or anything. I with the rest of this Met series, you know, I may have to look real quick here. Uh, how many games uh, in the series we have? With the I want to say it's uh, four games. So let's see. Uh, one, two, three, three, four game series. Oh, whoops. And I'm also wrong. We have the Mets and then the Yankees, Tampa, and then Toronto, not Toronto until next week. Uh, my apologies. Um, whatever. I don't care. I fucked up. Um, so yeah, I mean, let's, let's win. Let's win today, whatever, tomorrow. Uh, and let's go into let's go into this Yankee series with some confidence and say, hey, we're ready to fucking win. We need the wins, and we're gonna take it from you, you motherfuckers. I I also live in New York, so I have an extra hatred for the Yankees because it was I've always been repping my socks and our socks, and I took a lot of shit for it. So you know, I love beating the Yankees. So, anyway, I think that's going to wrap this one up. We're at 30 minutes here, um, about 30 minutes. Uh, I think this will be a good place to stop. So, this has been the second episode of Sox Talk. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, of course, you know, I do tweet during the games a little bit. Uh, not a whole, whole, whole lot. Uh, I do throw in some opinions, a little up, some updates and all that stuff. So, uh, the Twitter is at socks talk three. That is the little at thing. Um, and it's, and it's the socks talk podcast. Uh, you'll see my, uh, picture, which is the same as here on the podcast, which, uh, that picture was taken in Yankee stadium. So, you know, gotta believe me now on uh i love going in and causing a ruckus and hoping seeing the yankees lose so thank you again for tuning in and i will speak to you soon